Podcasting from the JNK Twin Studios. This is the show for Reds fans, by Reds fans. Each week, we take a look at the games, the players, and the stories of Cincinnati Reds baseball. Now, your hosts, Scott Evans and Nick Lawson. So here's Burdick, and here's Bruce. And welcome to the Reds Fans Chatter Podcast on the Quad Pod Podcasting Network and as well as on uh, many different platforms, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and uh, most recently Pandora. So uh, if you're listening to us on those devices, be sure to hit that follow button because this show is for followers only to uh, paraphrase former Red Trevor Bauer and his momentum. I'm Scott Evans. He is Nick Lawson. What's going on, man? That by far is my favorite Jay Bruce call by Marty Brennan. I, I think it's Marty's one of his top calls in his career, which uh, you know it, it was it was awesome. Nobody was expecting that in 2010. Uh, I mean, this time in 2010, when I go through some of my social media posts about the Reds during that time, uh, it's kind of embarrassing. I'm like the negative people that are in the uh, message boards today when uh, Suarez goes 0 for 20. You know, he's he's gone longer than that, but he he, he made up for it during this during the tonight's game. Uh, we'll talk about that sometime. Yeah, but no, tonight uh, we're going to talk no. about Jay Bruce, uh, who recently retired, and it was a big part of the uh, Reds' winning era during the Castellini era, uh, 2010 through 2013. Kind of 14, they were expected to win, but that was kind of the kind of the end of that cycle, as uh, as we all know the history of the uh, rebuild that um, some say took too long. I say it kind of follows the path of other small market teams that took the same pattern. But uh, let's let's, uh, not focus on that. We're going to focus on the Reds Hall of Fame career of Jay Bruce. He's not going to make it into Cooperstown, uh, but he is definitely going to be at uh, 100 Joe Nux all way. Yeah, no doubt. He's a Reds Hall of Famer. Right now, honestly, uh, but I mean, one day he will be in Reds Hall of Fame. Right, right. It'll, it'll be three years before he's eligible, and it's going to be interesting when we get to those uh, time periods because uh, you have so many great players uh, on those teams uh, that are, are going to be Reds Hall of Famers. Uh, one of them still playing, Joey Votto. Uh, you got Brandon Phillips. Um, Scott Rowland, I think, should be a Reds Hall of Famer. I think he should be in Cooperstown as well. So, I mean, there's just so many players. Bronson Arroyo. Um, Ryan Hannigan. I, Ryan Hannigan. I, I don't think he'll make Reds Hall of Fame, but, uh, I mean, him and uh, Hernandez as a catching duo, uh, just working a little bit like uh, Barnhart and Stevenson right now, uh, a little bit different uh, since uh, neither one of those were really rookies uh, in the 2010 through 2014 era. But, uh 
But yeah, I mean, it's it's nice to have a good c- catching duo today. It was very key in those 2010-2013 uh, teams. Uh, both catchers could call a very good game. And uh, Hannigan, I, I think, is kind of underrated as a hitter. Yeah, he, he was he was kind of a clutch hitter. Um, he didn't have high batting average, but he, he could get the runners over and in. Um, and he did catch two no hitters from Norman Bailey. So yeah, I, I think the I think the difference between him and maybe Tucker Barnhart is uh, Tucker. I think can give you a good 120 games, 130, 40, 140 games maybe at, at catcher. Uh, kind of a full season where Hannigan, uh, whether it's just because that's the way he was used or just what he uh, had the talent for, uh, was uh, and, I, and that's with all due respect. So. Um, so, um, so I think that's uh, c- kind of the difference between the two. I, I think Hannigan uh, needed that second catcher, whereas I think Tyler Stevenson at, at some point, maybe next year, uh, is going to have to take on the bulk of the load, and I think he's very capable of. And I think Tucker Barnhart, if, if there was no uh, Tyler Stevenson <laughs> getting ready to be the guy, or at least uh, – or at least in a a good 50 60% of the of the time uh, type guy uh situation I think Tucker could go 130 140 games and I think the way David Bell is uh using him this year he's kind of on track for that and uh with the injury to Joey Votto it's going to be diff- interesting to see if uh Tucker plays any first base as he has in past seasons you never know. You never know. That might happen. Right. I, I think having two gold gloves as a catcher with that Tucker Barnhart has, uh, it's going to be a much more uh, difficult move. But uh, as you can tell, with pretty much every catcher, uh, with a couple of exceptions, uh, Yachty Molina may be one of them, uh, after a while, it, it really tears up your knees. Yeah. Uh, but I don't know how Carlton Fist did it all them years because he played, he was catching the whole yeah, time. I mean, <laughs> I mean, you had uh, Pudge Rodriguez uh, played yep. there a lot, but I think he had didn't he have a little bit of a different type of, uh, of stance behind the plate? Or am I thinking somebody else? No, I think he did. He, he did a little standing thing he, he would do for higher pitches right. in the, on the 0-2 count. Right. It seems like he had his leg out, extended out some, too. I know Benito Santiago did that as well, uh, former Red. Sometimes yep. you don't think of him as a Red, but he was. He was but, a good Red. But anyway, let's get back into Jay Bruce, uh, born in Beaumont, Texas, uh, April 3rd, 1987, uh, the youngest of three children of uh, Joe Bruce, a plumber, and Martha Bruce, uh, who was a special education school teacher. Uh, older sisters are Amy and uh, I, I hope I don't pronounce this wrong, Kellen, uh, who's uh, mentally disabled and uh, one of the things that uh, Jay Bruce did off the field uh, was Bruce's buddies, where he uh, brought in uh, special special needs children into the game and uh, let them have a great time. And uh, it, it was it was really cool. And I, it's something I, I don't think the Reds are doing this year, obviously because of the pandemic. I know it's something that they continued after Jay left. After Aaron Harang did a similar thing for uh, service members, but. Uh, Hopefully, it's something that the Reds can get back into once uh, pandemic restrictions are lifted, and, and probably not this year, but maybe next year, because uh, it was it was a really cool thing to do from a player's uh, perspective, also from a fan's perspective, 
And uh, and from a team's perspective, because uh, the Reds have always been uh, good about, especially since Castellini took over, doing a lot of things for the community. I think they're still doing that. It's just that the pandemic's restricted a lot of that um, in so many different ways. Yeah, I mean, anytime you see someone like that off the field, uh, they can help out an organization or help out others. I mean, that, 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 that's going above and beyond what you were paid to do. And, and I think Jay Bruce did a great job with, with his organization. Right. Uh, he did play high school or he did play baseball and football uh, growing up, but uh, his mom would made him stop playing football. She refused to sign the consent forms. Uh, cause Good for her. Well, and she, <laughs> and, and she was very prophetic because uh, she did tell him that all the work that you put into baseball could be wiped out in one play. I mean, granted, she was, be, she, she was very smart. I mean, it, it could in baseball too, but I mean, you look at Bo Jackson. Uh, I mean, his all of his career in both baseball and football wiped out in one play. Well, it's because he played two sports and football hurt him. Oh uh, yeah, played I mean, the Bengals and. Messed him up. <laughs> and the Bengals haven't been the since yet either. Uh, no, no. But anyway, uh, Bruce attended Westbrook High School in Beaumont, Texas, was a third-team All-American, batting 538 with 12 home runs, 31 RBIs, and 13 stolen bases. You don't think Love Jay it. Bruce has a, has a stolen base threat, but, I mean, he had almost as many stolen bases as he did home runs. He can run. I was surprised when I saw him. He can actually he can he can motor. He can go. That's cool. Yes, I didn't he, think a guy his size could really really motor like he could, but he did it. Yeah, he got a scholarship to play baseball at Tulane University, but instead uh, decided to turn professional out of high school and was drafted twelfth in the first round of the two thousand five Major League Baseball draft, uh, right behind Andrew McCutcheon. Wow. That's a that's good company. Uh, Bruce signed for $1.8 million, which I think today uh, a 14th uh, overall pick gets like 5 or $6 million. Uh, it just kind of shows how crazy the baseball draft has gotten. Uh, but anyway, it was the fifth largest signing bonus uh, that the Reds had ever given at that time. Of course, that's been uh, very well uh, eclipsed by Hunter Green's uh, and – other players that have been recently uh, been drafted by the Reds. Yeah, but I mean, we, we were lucky to have him for the time we did. And and I don't think you, people look back at that draft and, you know, if you look at the names in that draft list, there's some impressive names there, and Jay Bruce is one of them. Absolutely. Of course, now, talking about his minor league career, this would not happen today after uh, Rob Manfred's idiotic uh, dismantling of the minor league uh, baseball system, but – uh, he started his career in 2005 in the Gulf Coast League, which is the uh, short season rookie team. Uh, he had 270, 331, 500 slugging and 122 at bats in 37 games. Uh, moving on to uh, another Reds rookie affiliate, affiliate that no longer exists, has been there forever. And it was a place I was hoping to visit someday uh, Billings, Montana, the Billings Mustangs. Uh, there took a little bit of a step back, but still hit 257, 358, 457 with four home runs, 13 RBIs, and 70 at bats. And uh, Baseball America ranked him the top prospect in the Pioneer League uh, that year, the second best prospect in the Gulf Coast League. So, uh, pretty good. I mean, and he was only 18 at the time. I think that's something that 
because uh, a lot of the guys, that, especially recently, the Reds have drafted in the top rounds have been college players. Uh, I think Tyler Stevenson may be the exception. So, uh, you know, being 18 and, you know, the rookie those rookie levels and low A's, you're playing guy against guys. You're coming out of high school and you're playing uh, against guys that have played three years of college. Well, didn't, didn't they draft some Mike Leak out of high school? Uh, no, he he played college Arizona. Okay, State. okay, I wasn't he, sure because he came right to the majors. I mean, out of spring training. Right, later. right, right. So anyway, uh, in two thousand six, uh, he got to go to Low A Dayton Dragons, which are now the High A Dayton Dragons. Uh, but he was uh, batting two ninety one. 355 and 516, which was six in the Midwest League, 16 home runs, and uh, 81 RBIs in minor league baseball. It's not bad considering they'd only play what? How many games do they play in the minors? Uh, I mean, it's 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 much less than, than what in the majors. He also had 42 doubles. Wow. In 400 and, all that was in 444 at bats. So, you know. That's impressive. Major League, that's about 130 at-bats less, and he had 81 RBI, uh, fourth in the league. Wow. Uh, of course, that moved him up pretty much top of a lot of the uh, prospect lists. He was uh, the midseason uh, all-star, an all-star game top star, and a postseason all-star because in the uh, – I don't know if they're still doing it this year because uh, Rob Manford pretty much – changed everything about minor league baseball, but uh, they would play uh, first season or first half season would be one kind of one season. The second half season would be a second uh, season. But uh, anyway, he was also a baseball America's low class, a all-star and a baseball America's minor league all-star. So uh, an awesome way to debut in, in low a. Yeah. You can't get any better than that. Trying to make that first impression. <laughs> yeah, in 2007, promoted to the high A team, which at that time was the Sarasota Reds. And then he just had a cup of coffee there before he got called up to double A with uh, Chattanooga, which is once again the uh, Reds double A affiliate. I'm fine with that. I, I would like to go to a game. I, I, I kind of wanted to – I vacationed in Chattanooga back in 2000, I want to say 14 or 15 – and um, I think it was 2014. Anyway, the Reds had moved to Pensacola, which I love that stadium. Uh, it's one of my favorite minor league stadiums I've been to. But uh, anyway, um, I wanted to go to that. They had a game that night. I can't remember the who the uh, – they were the Dodgers affiliate at the time. They may have even been playing uh, Pensacola. But I, I wanted to go to the game. I, it was right up the street from the hotel I was staying at. But uh, my now ex-wife uh, had no interest in going, so – we did not go, <laughs> but Chattanooga is a very fun city and the Reds are back there. So if you're looking for like a road trip, it's about a six hour, five to six hour drive from Cincinnati, depending how fast you drive traffic and all that. And uh great town. And I mean, once you're there, they have an electric. I mean, we have the, we have the useless streetcar. They have an actual like electric bus system uh, that's been there since 1982 and uh, it, it, I mean, any place that you want to go downtown, it drives on a loop, and you can go for free. So it's much better than, and you know, since it's on wheels, uh, it's it's much better than the streetcar, and much cheaper. You know, I've never been to a minor league game in my life. 
Really? You've got to yeah, go. I've never uh, been. They're, they're a lot of fun. So, I mean, you should head up to Dayton sometime. I know it's kind of hard to get tickets or Louisville. Um, I mean, the Florence Y'alls are coming back if you want to see some independent baseball. Uh, I've never been to a Florence Y'alls game. I mean, it's a, from what I hear, it's very easy to get foul balls at those games. I've heard that too. Uh, I've I've actually coached in that stadium, so yeah, it's it's pretty impressive. Yeah, it's a nice stadium. My kids got to play on it last year when they opened it up uh, during the pandemic. It was great because it's free, free activities uh, to take your kids to, and then uh, then of course they started the season and ended ended all the fans running on the field. Yeah, kind of had to. <laughs> but anyway, back to Jay Bruce. 2007, we got to uh, Chattanooga. Uh, he was a midseason Florida State League All-Star when he was down in Sarasota and was selected to the 2007 All-Star Futures game at the All-Star game, which is a lot of fun uh, going to the All-Star game in 2015 in Cincinnati. Uh, I mean, the Futures game, I mean, you get to see some uh, – Future stars, of course, like Kyle Schwarber uh, from Middletown was the uh, <laughs> oh, shout out to Tom Brenneman. But uh, Kyle Schwarber was uh, part of part of that game when uh, he was here, as was Amir Garrett. And uh, Schwarber very showed some very uh, high level skills and his family uh, was waiting uh, in line right behind me getting into the all star game. Kind of my story there but uh anyway in 2007 uh jay was an all-star future and uh was promoted to triple a that year as well louisville bats uh still there and for the season across all three teams 319 375 587 with 46 uh doubles eight triples 26 home runs and 89 rbi in 500 wow. in 521 at bats. So, you know, the Reds just called up Joey Votto and now you have this other star down there uh named Jay Bruce uh waiting in the wings. Of course, Reds had a lot of outfielders. That's that's kind of been a, a theme for the Reds most of their most of their history, but uh you know, you had King Griffey Jr. still on the team. You had Adam Dunn and uh so of course, when Jay Bruce came up, uh, it was probably looking towards the end of uh, both of those guys' career uh, with the Reds. Yeah, they were going to pencil him in right field, and he had Junior in right field, and they were kind of sharing that spotlight there. Well, he, I mean, Bruce came up as a center fielder, so like, and like we said, he was, you know, you don't think of that uh, Jay Bruce towards the end of his time with the Reds, and especially after he left the Reds as a speed guy, but uh, he was fairly quick and 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 as fast uh, in his early days of in his career. Yeah, I mean, you can put him in left field, center field, right field. He play them all. He doesn't care. He, uh, he had the speed for it, like we mentioned earlier. He could run, and he could he can run down anything in outfield. Right, uh, Reds general manager Wayne Kritzky, who had the personality of a rock. <laughs> informed Bruce uh, and the media that Bruce would not get a look in the big leagues in 2007. However, during the Reds final game of 2007, uh, Bruce was recognized for winning the minor league player of the year. And uh, going into 2008, he was ranked the number one minor league prospect in all of baseball uh, by both baseball America and baseball prospectus. So 
You know, he's probably the last guy that's really been up there. Hunter Green's kind of been there, but he's been plagued with injuries. Uh, he might he might kind of take that spot in either this year or, or going into next year. Uh, but you know, it, it's it's going to be a long time before you have a player uh, kind of with the performance in the minor leagues and not just the potential uh, that Jay Bruce had. I mean, Nick Senzel had a, he didn't have that same success in the minors. I don't think uh, that Jay Bruce did. No, I think he did have some injuries in the minors as well. And the Reds knew that before they called him up and how, how much, uh, how much he likes, he loves, he's got love for the game. And we started as a third baseman and all that. We right. know all that stuff, but he got injured a lot and he had some injuries, but he got over that and became a good player, but he wasn't a Jay Bruce. So, uh, Heading into the 2008 season, Bruce uh, was invited to the Red Spring training as a, a, on the Major League camp. Uh, hit 262 in his first spring training. On March 20th, uh, got reassigned to the team's minor league camp. Of course, uh, this is back in the day where every team was worried about service time, among other things, and started the season in Louisville where he batted 364, 10 home runs, 13 stolen bases, in 49 games before he was promoted to the Reds. And then entering the season, he was rated by Baseball America as the top prospect in the Reds organization and by both MLB.com and Baseball Prospectus as the top prospect in baseball and ESPN as the second best prospect in baseball as Baseball America rated him uh, the best hitting prospect in the International League uh, in AAA. On May 27, 2008, I was at the game. Jay Bruce got the call to join the Reds, uh, made his major league debut that day against uh, right-hand pitcher Ian Snell of the Pirates. And uh, Bruce started in center field, batting three for three, two singles and one double. I remember him uh, coming to the plate. Uh, the crowd was electric. Uh, his walk-up music, I think, was chosen by the team. Uh, it was that uh, old 70s song, uh that just says Bruce uh, in in the course. I, I can't. Oh yeah, yeah. If you've ever if you've ever seen dodgeball, you know what it is. <laughs> so uh, he drove in uh, two runs, scored twice, walked twice, and stole a base in his second game on May twenty eighth against Pittsburgh. He added a double, another stolen base, two more walks, and became the first major leaguer since nineteen seventy seven to reach base in his first six plate appearances. I mean, you can't ask for a better debut. Not at all. Uh, I mean, talk about a first impression, which uh, never went away. Especially, I mean, I mean, you know, no one's going to hit a, a thousand or be have a thousand on base percentage for their, their entire career. But uh, it was a great first impression on the field. And of course, we talked earlier about some of the stuff Jay did off the field, and uh, you know, it, it was just great. So on June second, Bruce hit. The third home run of his career going two for four in Philadelphia against Kyle Kendrick. In his first full week in the majors, he de- he batted 577, three home runs, three doubles, nine singles, in addition to uh, six walks. He also scored 12 runs and uh, batted in seven more runs. Uh, Reds had a winning percentage during his de- first weekend uh, in the bigs of five and two, a 714 winning percentage. I mean, wow. I mean, what else can you say? I mean, those numbers are just off the chart. And, and before he got called up, uh, they were 23 and 28. 
I mean, when he's batting 364, you know, it's time to call this kid up. Absolutely. And look, look what he does in his debut. I mean, wow. Um, enter to open August after nearly a month and a half without a home run. Uh, Bruce hit home runs in back-to-back games against the Nationals. Two games later, he hit his 10th home run of the season and third of the month against the Brewers. So he had a little bit of a, call, a cooling off period uh, that first year, as every player does, whether you're Jay Bruce or Jonathan India. Uh, in the final game of the Brewer season, uh, Brewer series, Bruce hit his 11th home run of the season following the trades of King Griffey Jr. and Adam Dunn. Uh, Bruce hit his 12th home run of the season in a loss to Pittsburgh. Uh, Jr. and Dunn were two of my favorite players, but I, I was very excited to make sure that Bruce was going to have, you know, full-time playing opp- opportunities. So a- as much as a fan, uh, those trades kind of sucked for me. Uh, at the same time, it was kind of exciting to see some of the new guys. Yeah, I mean, I I was a little sad to see Junior go and Adam Dunn because they were our, you know, they were our sluggers for so many years. But we knew you had this young kid, Jay Bruce, in the wings, and he was ready to to break out what he was doing. And, and you know, Joey Votto was a guy that was still getting, you know, his feet wet as well. Right. So you had those guys in the lineup. Can so, you imagine that? Can you imagine if you didn't trade those two and you had Valdo, Bruce, Griffey? I mean, wow. Yeah, cooled off. He cooled off for the season. He only hit two fifty four. Had a three fourteen on base percentage, four fifty three slugging, twenty one home runs, fifty two RBIs, in four hundred thirteen at bats. And uh, in defense, he tied for the lead among all major league outfielders in errors with only eleven, and uh, was the sixth youngest player in the NL. He was named to Baseball America's all rookie team and uh, came in fourth in the uh, Jack or Jackie Robinson award for uh, rookies. That's a cool honor right there. The Jackie Robinson award. Absolutely. 2009 kind of plagued by injuries. Got to start his first opening day, but missed time for some injury came back April 21st and 22nd against the Cubs. And then June, July 11th. It, it seems like this game was just yesterday. Uh, fractured his right wrist while making a diving play in right field against the New York Mets. And I, I think that season, uh, without going back and looking at uh, where the Reds were uh, in the standings around that time, I, I think that's like when everybody just kind of dropped their head and was like, okay, it's not going to be, it's not going to be this year. Yeah. I mean, I mean, he wasn't out really that long. He did come back. Yeah, came back. And he actually uh, was on fire too. Yeah, well, he came back uh, in September, uh, September fourteenth. By that point, the season was pretty much done. Uh, but uh, did pinch hit with the bases loaded, seventh inning, gave the Reds a two-one lead. Uh, it's a good way to come back that year. Two thirty-three, three hundred three, four seventy for the season. Twenty-two home runs still in a. In an injury plague season, I mean, he probably could have had forty home runs that year if he if he hadn't been injured. Oh, easily. Uh, I mean, he was hitting the ball very well, and just a freak injury took him down. Yeah, tied for fifth among NL outfielders with eleven assists that year as well. So, uh, I mean, that season could have been a breakout year <laughs> for Jay Bruce, and who knows? That could have been the year that uh, that they. Uh, made the postseason, but it would have took away a little bit from the excitement of the home run uh, that we played to start the show. 2010, uh, 
I mean, he just one of my favorite seasons. Oh, absolutely! Like I said earlier, the Reds started very rough that year, and uh, then by you know August, September, they're like ahead, and you're like watching. It became fun to go to the ballpark for the first time in Great American Ballpark because uh, fans were scoreboard watching. Uh, I was went to a Reds rain delay, and they had the Cardinals game on because the Cardinals and Reds were neck and neck. Um, uh, so it was it was a lot of fun that year. It's September twenty eighth, uh, his course win, uh, the big pinch first pitch walk off home run against Tim Burdick, uh, clinched the NL Central for the Reds. First trip to the uh, postseason in fifteen years, and uh, I mean it was it was amazing. Uh, that season he hit two eighty one which is a career high for him, 353, 493 with 25 home runs, 70 RBIs, and led the NL and right fielders uh, in range factor at 2.40. I mean, his his defense, I, I, can't, I don't think he ever won a gold glove, but uh, it, was, it was almost like, man, uh, the, the voters aren't seeing everything that we are. No, no, he deserved a gold glove because simply because he was making diving plays, he was making sliding catches, he was putting his body in the line, and he was not making many errors. Right. Um, moving on to like 2012, the next time the Reds had a really good season, uh, Jay was an all star. He hit 252, 327, uh, 514 slugging, uh, 34 home runs, 99 RBI. Uh, 10th in the MVP voting that year. Also got a silver slugger. So kind of getting in the prime of his career, 2013, uh, came in 10th in the MVP voting in 2013. You, you don't think of him even being considered in the MVP because he played with Joey Votto so many years, but you know, him Votto and Phillips, uh, I mean, they were the core of that team of those teams in those years, three or 262 in 2013, 329 on base percentage, 478 slugging, uh, made the all-star team again in 2016. Uh, but uh, And then, of course, traded to the Mets uh, that year, ending his uh, Reds career. But, I mean, we, when you look at his stats as a Red, he had... He played 1,220 games with the Reds, had 1,116 hits, uh, 238 doubles, 233 home runs, 718 RBI. Uh, I could give this stat, but because, you know, you throw low and away to Jay Bruce. That was kind of his, his kryptonite. Uh, 1,196 strikeouts. Uh, still had a 319 on base percentage, 789 OPS with the team. Like I said earlier, he is definitely going to be a Reds Hall of Famer. Well, no doubt those numbers, they they, they, they speak loud uh, because th- those numbers, you match them up to against a lot of Reds Hall of Famers right now, they're right up there. Oh, absolutely. Uh, he um, and, and like I said earlier, he, he did a lot of off the field. But I mean, some of the things he did, because I, I, my seat's uh, from 2004. 13 until today, I believe 2013, either 2013 or 2014. Anyway, they've been in right field. So I, I got to see how Jay Bruce interacted with the fans and, and he was, he was awesome. He always looked out uh, for kids. 
Uh, one time, <laughs> I, I actually tweeted him when he was still on social media, apologizing. Uh, I guess it was him. Uh, That's before blue check marks and all that. But anyway, he looked up and I thought he pointed at me. So he threw a ball and I had my glove with me. I tried. I missed like badly. Try to throw the glove, and, and the people sitting behind me had a little girl there, and that's who he was throwing it to. And anyway, uh, he kind of he kind of gave me a glare. I'm like, no, 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 sorry, buddy, or sorry, dude. <laughs> not was not trying to take a kid's ball. That's not that's not what I would do. But uh, now he was always good about making sure kids got the ball. He was he was there to play for the kids. And you know, as much as I I love souvenirs, I'm looking at like 80 signed baseballs uh, in front of me, but. Uh, I much rather the ball go to a kid than, than me. I mean, if, if I got one now at this point, I would be taking the ball to kids, <laughs> to my sons and let, putting it up for them to play with later or to, or to do whatever they wanted to get an autograph. But, uh, but no, he, he was great in the outfield. He was great with the fans. Uh, you know, there, there is one thing he absolutely stood in the same place every time because there was a spot in right field on the on the uh, grass that you could tell was kind of worn down where uh, Jay pretty much stood around the same spot every single time. Uh, and since that since he's been gone, uh, that hasn't been the same. Of course, now they're doing a lot more shifts and everything else with defenses. Yeah, I mean, as a fellow left-hander myself, I wouldn't want to bat right now because that's all I do. I shift on you. Uh, you know, that probably hurt his career towards the end more than anything. I think you're seeing that in baseball. For whatever reason, the right-handers, uh, I know they shift the right side a lot uh, on right-handers, but for whatever reason, it doesn't seem to bother them as much as it does left-handed batters. It's a mental thing. You know, it's a, it's a thinking man's game. It's all It's all in your head. I mean, you can hit opposite field, but it's very hard. Yeah, absolutely. So I, I think that kind of wraps up the career or the show on Jay Bruce. What is your number one moment other than the big home run with Jay Bruce? Uh, I remember my – this was kind of off the field. I remember my first Reds Fest. Um, I remember him just – I mean, like you were talking about with the kids, he would be all in everybody's pictures – especially his little kids, they come and get a picture with him and he'd be right there smiling, hugging them. And he was just a, a, a friendly guy, especially with the kids, especially with fans. You know, he's a fan favorite. And um, when he retired, it was sad. I mean, I hate to see him, you know, give it up, but he wasn't going to make it and eat with the Yankees. And uh, I think um, he's just one of the, the best Reds there ever was in this team in, in his, in his team history. Absolutely. I, I really hope there's a, if he wants to work in baseball, I really hope there is a uh, room for Jay Bruce in the uh, Reds organization. Yeah. I mean, even if it's a first base coach, I don't care. As long <laughs> as he's, if he's in this team somewhere and he's at another Reds fest, that'd be awesome. Absolutely. Well, that kind of wraps up this show. Uh, thanks for listening and uh, be sure to, if you can email us, or uh, send us a message on Facebook that you uh, let that you listen. Just to, we we get the stats, but it'll be nice to see if someone actually listens. So send that on Facebook, Red Fans Chatter, Facebook page. And uh, until next week, I'm Scott Evans. He is Nick Lawson. Go Reds. Go Reds. <laughs>